Is that how it goes? What is happening? <laughs> I'm trying to do that Transformers sound you were talking about earlier. Oh, I got it very wrong. Anyway, let's start the show. <laughs> Perfect. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14. Can you believe that episode 14? Episode 14 of I Understood That Reference. Indeed. Welcome. I'm Ross, and this is, of course... Rob. That's me. I'm over here. Um, I'm having a great time. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the whole show on its head here, Ross. I'm going to ask you a very random question. How are you? I, was, I really was wondering where that was going. Um... <coughs> I'm really good. I'm, again, exceptionally warm and wearing yet another very summery shirt because they're they're just so breezy and easy to wear that (laughs) it makes it feel nice, I guess. How are you? (laughs) That was your... (laughs) That turned unusual very quickly. (laughs) Well, I think at the normal rate. It turned turned unusual at the normal rate. Um, Listen, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, Particularly good, actually. Um, But we won't dwell on that. But uh, it's 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 been lovely weather over here. Suffocating at, at times. It hit uh, almost thirty nine degrees here last week in London. Broke the records. Is, yeah, it's it's been crazy. Look, I'm not uh, going to say Rob so, that as soon as you moved over there, all of a sudden the records for heat got broken. I'm not going to say that has anything to do with you, but your smooth, sultry tones sure didn't hurt it. <laughs> <laughs> That was that delivery was excellent. Well done. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would if I was you. Um, all right, yeah, we yeah. got a lot to cover. Um, and we do. As I've done on Twitter, I've currently done a poll on Twitter. Um, and at the moment, it's like I four more days left, and people are just voting what kind of Lent podcast they like in general. Um, and at the moment, the between thirty minutes and an hour, under an hour, is winning. So let's try to stick to that formula yet again, and let's barrel on into it, shall we? <laughs> yeah okay we'll be arrow right into it um might as well kick it off with our very very world-renowned world-famous segment it is but yes let's go uh, right rob what was your <laughs> rob fact from last week and was it true so last week i told everyone well everyone who was listening um potentially everyone <laughs> yeah i tried to tell everyone Got a lot of lot of talk to the, talk to the hand kind of situation going on, but um, I said uh, Henry Cavill admitted to being addicted to the Witcher video games a few years back, and is that true? It is in fact false. And again, that's a bit of a cheeky one because he did actually suffer from a video game addiction at one point. Um, he was hooked, absolutely hooked on World of Warcraft, um, like back in the day. I mean, he does have the wow factor. Ay, 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 get up them stairs. <laughs> oh my goodness. Great. God, you're flexing the comedy muscles today. This is excellent. God, the rest um, is going to be just pure mundane now. That's, I'm spent. Yeah. I'm spent. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We've, we, we only need to get a couple of good clean hits in there and then that's it. Yeah, you've ticked, just, we've ticked those boxes. Just white noise for the next 40 minutes. Now we can put it on um, the internet as a comedy podcast, so we're done. <laughs> I mean, that's what we've been doing up until now. Well, amen minus the comedy. Um, yeah, no, he. Uh, I, I, I changed it to Witcher because obviously he is starring as um, the uh, the title character 
in the upcoming Netflix series, um, which we'll actually touch on a little bit later in the show. But um, no, it it was World of Warcraft, but he was a gaming addict at one point, uh, through his own admission. But um, since my fact was false, Ross, what was yours? My fact also false. Yeah, I was <laughs> about kidding. to say. Like I was for a second, I went, "Oh, oh God, was yours false?" But yes, no, no, it definitely was. And um, my fact was that the Magia are Marvel's version of the Mafia. And they were called the Magia because Marvel didn't want to maybe get the ire of the Owl Mafia up because they were afraid that they would intercept and stop the distribution lines. And that is true. So every like back in the day, I think uh, the Mafia kind of had their hands in pretty much everything. And again, a lot of it was distribution <laughs> stuff. So Marvel were very much afraid of actually using like a derogatory version of the Mafia. So instead, they changed the uh, phrasing and call them the magi instead wow what's the what, what's the equivalent of that kind of mafia now it's probably just a few it's probably just a lot of influencers on snapchat or something <laughs> like there, there is no <laughs> the mafia isn't what it used to be instead of the mob it's the gob it's, it's the snappy it's the snappy oh, the snappy and the gob two great ones <laughs> <laughs> or absolutely horrendous ones depending on your perspective i mean, I mean I'm pre- I'd, I'd go for two horrendous ones but at the same time i was quite happy with oh, i bet you would i bet I bet you go for two horrendous ones. Oh, Jesus Christ. So <laughs> let's then move on to our next segment, which is, of course, oh, great. the Great Reference Game. Game, 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 game. Oh, continuing to improve, buddy. I'm, it's, I'm enjoying it. I kind of want to get to the stage where people think it's like a pre-recorded thing I put over that, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm going for there, right? I, I, I know. I, I think really the catch is you have to maybe soften the volume per game as you exit out of the the, the, the little intro, do you know? I mean, that is what I was going for, but uh, you can oh, do right. it next time and see how you go. Okay. On. Right, so last week uh, you gave the, the reference and, of course, I got it right, not to boast. Um, and well, not to boast, but I gave you a lot of hints and an accent. Well, well, I'm going to keep that in mind now, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> just so people don't know, what we do here throughout is that I'll give a reference now from a movie or a game or something, and it's going to come up in a topic at some point throughout the show. Rob has to try guess what it is, and he has to shout out, I understood that reference. So, are you ready for this week's reference, Rob? Uh, uh, absolutely. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Okay. Okay. I've 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 typed a shorthand version down of it. Hopefully, I don't forget about it. Ah. So I'm, I've 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 collected it. Let's let's hope I get this one. Well then, on with the show. Rob, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So let's let's start with some of the news. Um, and I I you know mean the numbers. Let's 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 kick it off with some some box office. Let's 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 do it. Um, and first and foremost, it has happened. We kind of weren't sure what the story was, but it somehow has happened. Um. Over the Comic Con weekend, um, uh, Endgame is now the, officially the new box office king. It it topped Avatar, coming in at a nice cool. Uh, let me let me verify here. Two point seven nine three billion US. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Which is amazing, because uh, you and I chatted about this ad nauseum. If it would actually do it, because they they tried to do a re-release um, with extra footage of the movie in there. And I think you and I maintained that it seemed like it it had stalled. Only about five or six million shorts, which was just crazy, given how like to be that close um, out of those figures is just kind of nuts. But <clears throat> good news is the fans rallied. They went obviously it's it in, in droves, or those you know the, the more dedicated ones, and it's it's um, it's the new king. And what's great about these scenarios is that 
the, the director or the filmmakers of the previous record holder will always tweet like a fun image of the, the new movie kind of taken and, and essentially like in every case it's just James Cameron because he owns most of the box offices so it's essentially always him yeah it is it, it's been him dominating it for the last while there's kind of different ones that they use sometimes it's obviously for just the, the overall total a lot of the time it was the opening weekend record that they would also and um, there was there was a over the last little while there's been a lot of movies that just keep breaking it but for the, for the first literally Honest to God, for the first like twenty years of this tradition, it was just Spielberg and George Lucas passing it over and back, genuinely, because Spielberg will come out with some sci-fi hit, Lucas releases a Star Wars, and it just went over and back until like, genuinely until Titanic came along, which is just ridiculous. But because um, they were the big the, the blockbusters, I mean, they were just the, the summer tentpole movies. Oh yeah, the summer kings. The summer kings. Um, and then it, you know, obviously with Disney owning every major property now over the last you know few years it means that it's been happening more frequently so you know things like jurassic world obviously were very successful that's universal i guess but star wars and the new ones um all, a lot of the avengers stuff as well have been breaking records so um it's just nice to see avatar finally be top though because that people thought that was untouchable for ages i'm just i'm so I, I said this before i wanted it to happen i'm so happy about this now of course everybody on the internet is all like Oh, your one major corporation earns money over another, and why are you happy about that? It doesn't affect you in any way. And you just let people let people be happy about things. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. It's not hurting anybody. Just, just, just let let me happy it's about it. It's just numbers. Second. It's just numbers, and it's just nice to see things change. Yeah. Even if it is going from one corporation to another. Yeah. I mean that that doesn't matter really. Like that's people aren't celebrating the amount of money one corporation is making over another. They're celebrating. The thing that they like succeeding. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of corporations, it's been a billion dollar run for Disney this year. It's actually kind of terrifying. Because so now the top six movies this year are all Disney properties and they're all at a billion or going to cross a billion. So you've got Avengers, Captain Marvel, um, Spider Man, Far From Home, uh, Aladdin, The Lion King, and Toy Story. The latter two just shy of a billion, but. Lion King hasn't even has only just had two weekends. It's already at like almost a billion. It's obviously going to cross it. Toy Story Four will as well. It th- those things are pacing like crazy, but it there's such a drop off. It goes from those billion dollar properties down to like seven hundred for that Chinese random movie that's there, and then How to Train Your Dragon is at half a billion. So it's people are not keeping pace. Not that they're not successful, but it's just interesting how Disney's just dominating. Yeah, and it's such a shame because How to Train Your Dragon is probably better than most of the films that you just said actually it's easily better than most of the films you just said yeah the only one that's really that it's obviously but it's hard to compare the two really endgame obviously is the only other beast that it probably from a cinematic achievement isn't as good nice but, use um, of the word beast there when we're talking about how to train your dragon rob i heard <laughs> it don't worry i got it <laughs> thanks for thanks for calling it out i'll that give you props that for that, that one was, that was important <laughs> that was important detail um but yeah no we don't have to dwell on it but i just thought it was interesting that you know, with Disney topping the overall records, they're just also just they're completely owning the air as well. Mm. Like they've still got a Star Wars movie in their back pocket as well, coming down the coming down the pike. So, um, there'll be a seventh or eighth one on that list yet. Oh God, yeah, I think the new Star Wars. Although with Solo not doing well, and with the last Star Wars film still leaving fans like myself feeling pretty sour, I will actually be intrigued to see how it does. I'll be intrigued to see it's if it does keep, yeah. the, keep the baton of billion-dollar movies going. Uh, it will. And I think it'll definitely hit a billion. And I think it's because, well, it's the final of the three, so people want to see the closure. 
people like yourself who want to see if they've fixed stuff or what they've tried to do, which they think fixes it. You know, there's people will go see just even just to know what they've done with it. So I think that's going to draw the crowds regardless, even if they were soured by the second one. It's just, it's just, it's just too successful. It's going to drag people in. And they're definitely they are one hundred percent walking back some of the stuff they did. But again, it'll be oh, intriguing guaranteed. to see how they do it. Guaranteed. It's going to be embarrassingly obvious, I'd say. And it should be. Oh, well, that's fair enough. It's, yeah, if they commit to it, that's fine. On, on to, I guess, just a little bit more on the on the dour side of things, we wanted to quickly acknowledge that poor uh, Rutger Hauer has died at the age of 75. Iconic actor in uh, such films as Blade Runner and Batman Begins. Oh, yes, of course. I oh, Yeah, he was in Batman Begins. It's very true. He was the, he was the, the Wayne, head of Wayne, Wayne Enterprises. Enterprises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was good absolutely fantastic actor I mean it's one of the most famous um, ad-libbed lines of course is from Blade Runner when his character Roy Batty um, is dying spoilers <laughs> is uh, dying <laughs> on the roof and he says the, the tears in rain line every bit of it was made up in his trailer before they shot um, beautiful piece of the film uh, love, I absolutely adore the original Blade Runner you, have you seen it? Uh, the, the original one yes um, and I, I haven't watched uh, 2049 because I want to rewatch Blade Runner again. Especially so now, given the, the circumstances. Yeah, so I think I'm, I'm going I'm to set aside some time one evening and watch it because it's, 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 the world building in that is extraordinary. It's and, like, amazing. And it, you really do feel transported. It's, just, it, it's, that, it's that old sort of 70s, 80s sort of hack that movies can't do now where it just, the movie just lets scenes breathe oh completely just for ages. in fact maybe that's amazing. too long <laughs> maybe a little bit that, that scene i'm talking about the one where uh deckard is looking at the the evidence and it's a picture and he's like slide right slide right oh zoom the enhance slide enhance. right enhance oh just 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 stop it please Goes on for it's like taking you five hours to do one picture you're the worst detective ever how many more photos have we got? Oh, at least 500, yeah, Deckard. Yeah. Like you've, you've a lot of work to do here. That's the first one. Like, the body isn't even there yet. <laughs> uh, interesting about that film is that, uh, obviously, Ridley Scott originally wanted to have a narration to it. So Harrison Ford... Yes! And Harrison Ford... God, we should have used this as a, as a Rob, Rob fact, Ross fact. But uh, Harrison Ford hated it so much yeah. that he intentionally read the narration poorly. Yeah, so they couldn't really use it because when they were playing it over it, it sounded like garbage. I hate to, to agree. Well, I really don't. Why would I hate to agree with Harrison Ford? But he's totally No, you right. always agree with him. He's totally Well, right you got to be careful these days because he's probably a little bit tapped at the same time. Yeah, but come on. Land of I mean, planes look at and golf Scott's courses and all sorts of films things. these days. Like, realistically, <laughs> I don't want to support him. So <laughs> He took my <laughs> Aliens sequel away from me, okay, to make uh, Alien Covenant. So... I have, I have, maybe we're going to change Edgar Wright as the animated show to Ridley Scott being my enemy anyway. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Isn't that what they say? Yeah, so, so who's welcome back, my enemy? Edgar Wright. <laughs> oh, no, no he's, he's, del- he's, he's, he's definitely still an enemy. Oh, oh, oh by his own volition. But uh, any, anything, anything else on, on the news front on, on your side? It's, it's not even so much news, but just something uh, I guess I want to cover before we jump into SDC. C 2019 is just mm. there's, a, there's a really a great not a great slew but two uh, number one issues of comics that have been out recently that have been very very good 
Um, one I've actually sent you the code for, Rob, so you will get to read it soon enough. Oh, is I'm looking forward to it, I have to say. I can't wait to hear what you think of it. I genuinely can't. Like, look. Well, I, well yeah, because the description you gave me was the perfect... Because so the any the any of the stuff that I've read that you've recommended sort of comic wise has has been more on the graphic novel side of things. So it's been things like Saga and Black Science, which I've loved, and yeah. I've kind of other other ones like Kill the Minotaur is very good as well. But I actually haven't gone down the Marvel route yet because it's overwhelming where to start. But you were saying this is the perfect entry point. So for any listeners out there who are looking to get started, Ross, why don't you give them the the play by play on what you told me? So the comic is House of X. It is by an author called Jonathan Hickman. Um, he's very much into his kind of own independent stuff. And that's kind of where he learned a lot of his trade, I guess, because he, he just made his own, mm. created his own things and got really hugely successful because of it. And he did an Avengers story for many, many years. But the good thing about this is that it's it's the X-Men and it's completely, you have no, no prior knowledge is necessary. It's almost like a reboot in a way. It's a number one that's going to start off years of continuity. Now, this is a six-issue series, um, so it's going to be pretty easy to, to kind of read along with, uh, and the art is absolutely breathtakingly stunning. Um, mm. But it's good. It's very good. It's very intriguing. I have some issues with it, but if people yeah. are deciding whether to pick it up or not, this is a great point to get into reading comics and bringing the X-Men back to the forefront. You sound like you're in an 80s film over there, and that was absolutely incredible. I sound like I'm in an 80s film. Yeah, I heard some kind of like, what sounded like synthwave going, dun, 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 dun. Oh, it was, uh, it was a motorbike going by. <laughs> Maybe it's because I watched uh, Big Trouble in Little China at the weekend, but I'm like, I want that you as did. my soundtrack. Oh my God. That's, oh my goodness, Kurt Russell. Oh, I'm outraged, Jack Burton. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Who's Jack Burton? I'm Jack Burton. Anyway, um, then the other comic I want to get to just before we move on is uh, Transformers and Ghostbusters crossover by a guy, by an author called... Uh, oh, yes. Eric Burnham. I just wanted to get his name out there before I forget. Th- this comic, there's only two of them out so far. Again, it's only a five-issue limited series. No prior knowledge of either is, is necessary. It's like a 35-year celebration of both Transformers and Ghostbusters. And it is literally... It's the reason I read comics. It is pure, un- undiluted, unfiltered joy in a comic. The art, again, is sensational. The characters all sound like the original cartoons and the real Ghostbusters. And it is amazing. I'm loving it so far. Absolutely Oh, that's pretty it. amazing. Yeah, I need, to, I, need to, I, need to, I need to kind of get that sort of enthusiasm level by... But I think... I think not so much that, but I think the X-Men will, will be my entry point. And for don't this. forget... Uh, of course, the, I have that Captain America comic here waiting for you. The Winter Soldier. Oh my God, The Winter Soldier. Well, that's basically what I wanted to cover. Do you have anything else in news or should we just jump No, no, no. I think, I, I think we should jump into the, to the meat and bones of the situation. Let's Comic-Con 2019. This. What do what, what you got on the, on the dog you want to start off with first? Do we just tackle MCU and see how far we get? Uh, well, then, just before just you... before we do, how about we do? There's kind of two ones, or maybe two or three ones that I really want to talk about. So maybe we'll do them before the MCU. Ones. All right, yeah. And that is because we, me and you, Rob, clearly we love Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh. So you've seen oh. the trailer for Top Gun Maverick. The 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 trailer of the the weekend for me. Oh, was it? By far. Yeah, I honestly thought it was extraordinary. Um, I I wouldn't have had any major passion. Um, for for the original Top Gun, but when you look at what I was like, this is me up when I watched this trailer. I was operating off me knowing what they did with Fallout and um, Rogue Nation, the Mission Impossible ones. 
the lengths that they went to to do all this for real was extraordinary. And I know they're going to do the exact same for this. And it shows every shot and every movement is so obviously done in real fighter jets. It's footage you've never seen before with, you know, they, the they fight formations. Banking. They are banking on the fact that people have watched Mission Impossible and know that Tom Cruise does his own stunts. Because there's but one... he's had a renaissance now, though, because he's, he's in this zone where people know he's willing to give it absolutely 110 for any of the movies now that he's doing, so much so that he's it's legitimately life-threatening every time he goes out and does these now. So it's 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 an experience just to watch all of it unfold. So people are going to be mad to see this. Have you seen the trailer? It's madness. It's, it's a gr- it's, and it's so kind of ham-fistedly 90s as well because uh, mm. Ed Harris says some line about you know, you're the only one who won't give up and who won't take a promotion. Why is that? And, you know, your your kind yeah. are dying out. And it's really like cheesy 90s kind of lines. Um, it's funny because... Yeah, then he says, I guess that's just one of life's greatest mysteries, sir. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the answer he gives but <laughs> to an admiral. There's that shot when he's, again, you see inside the cockpit and it's facing Tom Cruise's face. Oh. And you can see the sky in the background. and It's a glorious shot. But you know that Tom Cruise is flying that plane. You, you can tell because there's little hints of realism that you wouldn't appreciate it. Like, you wouldn't miss them if it was if it was done in CG or on a set. But you notice them, and it confirms that it's real. Like, when he takes off from the aircraft carrier, there's kind of a hop and a jolt as he's slingshot off the thing. And you can see him, like, rock around in the cockpit because it's so severe. And that's that must be what it's actually like, like yeah. which is madness. No, I was, uh, it was really funny because I was actually looking this up, uh, just typing into Google the cast to see who else is in it. And um, like people like uh, Miles Teller and John Hamm, but the most f- interesting one was uh, Jennifer Connelly. And under the character for the character's name, it just has single mom. <laughs> way, way to go, guys! Way to go! We're back in the eighties. Yeah, we're back in the eighties. Uh, you're a female, single mom. Yeah, thanks. What's my character's motivation? There. Single mom. Yeah, well, I mean, what else are you gonna do? It's it's a Tom Cruise movie. He's gonna be it's gonna be ninety percent of him on the screen. Like it's it's you're right. It's very ham-fisted. It's there's John ham-fisted. Shot for, yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. But like, if you kind of look at the some of the shots are just like they're one to one from like the original ones that they've just remade. Like him on the bike chasing the plane on the runway, yes. or the piano bar scene and everything. So some really fun stuff in there. And I like Christopher McQuarrie of Mission Impossible tractorial fame and writing fame is is, is on um I, th- I think he's at least written this oh no way so i didn't actually involved. know that yeah 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 i think he's he's helping shape this i so know the director they're... directed oblivion which had tom cruise in it but he also directed mm. tron legacy which i am quite fond of because i love really oh, i love that punk and i love the original tron so it's more my nostalgia that keeps me going i know it's it, not also that film. movie does look it looks spectacular it looks tron it looks amazing and i saw that in 3d and that soundtrack from that punk is like just playing so loudly it was like that motorbike earlier when you hear the synth vibrations and i just look clearly i love that sound mm. do you want know i always think is interesting about how they promoted tron legacy is that they used that they're a big part of their marketing campaign was hinged around how oh we used avatar technology but version two do you remember that because it was all mocap stuff yeah i remember and and like the, you know they made jeff bridges younger there's a whole lot of technology now that's very common in how they make blockbusters now but they were like oh you know you thought you liked Avatar when you see Tron Legacy, Avatar version two, which <laughs> I was like, oh. ironically is the very same thing that happened to the original Tron, 
when it came out, there was some, I think it was Disney had a film out around the same time using some similar technology, but Tron was light years ahead. But of course, they just didn't market it properly and it absolutely died a death. But that's a, that's mm. an ironic uh, turn of events that it happened. Or again. an itronic, you could say. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> you see, it's not just me. <laughs> nice. I get, I, every now and again, I go out with a good one. Um, but Jerry, are you pumped for Top Gun? I can't look I think everybody has this like oh yeah I love Top Gun but people don't actually love it like people don't put it on and watch it they just have that thing in the back of their heads where they have to say they love Top Gun because that's what everyone says but this mm. genuinely looks really really good it looks great yeah um, and like I'm operating like I'm operating really off just hints of nostalgia and then extraordinary looking flight sequences which that that's what you go to send them to see you want to see the stuff that you can't see yeah in your, in your day-to-day life like when you're walking to work you're not going to see tom cruise launching up an aircraft carrier you need this kind of stuff on just big cruising screen, so. just cruising about tom 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 top gun tom cruise tom cruise control speed speed to cruise control you maverick tom renegade <laughs> that line from the uh, team america world police was the first thing i thought of when i saw the, the, the top gun maverick i was like i even tweeted at tom cruise going tom cruise you maverick renegade and what did he say I mean, he didn't get back. I assume he was just busy at the time. That, that's, oh, that's, that's fine. I mean, he's, he's a busy guy. Like I'm sure he meant to get back to you, you know, but yeah. He's, next he's, time. He's a busy he'll, guy. he'll get back to me next time. <laughs> he will. Let's uh, move on into our next trailer, I guess. Um, I don't know how you feel about this. Did you see mm. the trailer for Star Trek Picard? I'm a big fan of Patrick Stewart, but I've never watched Next Generation properly. You get out um, of here. Well, I'm not I'm not 45, Russ, so, you know, you get it, like... You, that's 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 on you. That's not on me. Well, there goes there goes half our listeners. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he it's it's great seeing him in a role he seems to cherish so much. And if you watched the Comic Con panel, he was like he, he was reading lines from old episodes that he felt were fitting for like this reattempt. He seems really happy with the direction they've gone in this one, and um, it was cool just to hear him say energize you know he's back into he's, he's a bit more haggard oh he he's definitely been, seems all in for it to be fair and uh, also he's, he's been growing some wine one of the cast members is called yes. her the actress's name is alison pill can you tell me who alison pill is is she in scott pilgrim versus the world how 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 did you get that because <laughs> i recognized her when i saw the trailer that is that is like... not fair that is not fair <laughs> You you love pulling the rug out from under me. Do you know that? You just love it. <laughs> the problem is, I know you so well that that was the one person my subconscious picked out as someone course, to make note of yeah. in the trailer. And I was like, why do I need this information? I'll probably come in useful sometime. But just put it and, in the storage box. Yeah, and it's just there. And then you, then you just draw it up. You just fish it out to me when you're, when you're asking me these kinds of questions. Um, yeah, I think it looks good. I'm just a little bit worried that it's kind of has has a lot of hints of the jj abrams kind of fast-paced action 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 which again i don't think star trek is supposed to be about at all no but look i'm, I'm totally up for it. i will give this a shot i'll totally i hope it's just like a a one-off one series thing kind of has an arc for for old picard and it ends as opposed to them trying to lengthen it out when he's already getting on in age, you know? Mm. I love what they did with... I love that... Because all the teaser stuff up until now before we got this full trailer has just been, you know, like the Picard vineyard. Yes, very minimalist. Like him and his dogs. Oh, it's amazing. The idea that he's just like, he's, you know, he's retired, so he's just growing wine as an old man out in space. I love that. That Like, he's that classy. That It just suits it perfectly, I think. Mm. Um, But what's also interesting is that, uh, you know... 
he's uh, he's he's come back to something that uh, he himself is a big fan of. So it's it's gonna be interesting if this is a big success. Do they keep going? Like I'm not sure if you've watched Star Trek Discovery, but that's a very good show. But it doesn't feel like a Star Trek. That's the thing, show. and of course now with bloody uh, an 18s version of Star Trek coming out from Quentin Tarantino, uh, nobody knows <laughs> what's gonna happen to the. What is gonna happen there? What um, is that gonna be? I think him and Simon oh. Pegg are having a bit of a. A, a dispute about it as well so because Simon Pegg wrote Star Trek Beyond yes which I um, actually don't think is a bad film it's not bad it's better than Into Darkness uh, uh, I mean, it is I actually don't ha- I don't hate it Into Darkness well, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is actually quite good God. in that um, he's, he's quite menacing but yeah it, it, I, none of them are, are nearly as good as the first of the reboots I think agreed J.J. Abrams one is so good as a like as a just to refresh it all but um yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give Picard some time here, and I've actually added uh, Next Generation to my watch list on on Netflix. So I'm gonna see if I can start getting through some of that. I would recommend it. It does get repetitive, uh, but it is very, very good. There's some absolutely fantastic mm. episodes. Also, uh, Jerry Ryan, who plays Seven of Nine, not the Irish radio DJ who's passed away, um, plays Seven of Nine in Star Trek Voyager, is also back in it for for some reason. But I'm I'm okay with that because I loved Star Trek Voyager. And they've they've crossed it over a bit in the Picard one. There's 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 also an actress from one of the newer movies, television series or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they they've they've they've, they've gotten famous faces from a multiple series and put them dropped them in around Picard. It seems to make it a bit more interesting. And of course, Data um, Brent Spiner is back from uh, Independence yeah. Day. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus! I mean, it's just Data or from Independence Day. What else could he possibly be in? Like. I don't know about dating. He certainly looks dated. I'll tell you that much for nothing. Oh, Jesus. I'll give you that one. One more I want to touch on because you you seemed annoyed by this one. Go for it. Um, it the King's Man. Hmm. <laughs> Any thoughts? Any concerns? I <laughs> do not think this film looks good. I, I, great cast. It is. It's a. It's a great cast. And look, it's a very very comic. Obviously, it's from a comic, but it is a very very comic booky premise. But. I think they needed that franchise to be on much more sure footing before they prequeled it at this point, do you know? Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, sure, what was, what was it? I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head how the other ones did. The, the other two... Um, Kingsman 2, The Golden Compass. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Compass. Actually, it's interesting you should say that because uh, His Dark Materials is coming out on it's HBO. Out and, and has uh, James McAvoy. I don't know why I said and he's not in the King's many films, but for a second I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably and he directed um, uh, X Men First Class as well, didn't he? D- uh, oh God, he but he was in X Men First Class. Oh, it's all happening. It's all coming full circle. Um, no, no, I think I, it's funny because I saw the title for that trailer and I didn't see the screenshot. And I was like, the King's Man, what's? And then I saw Ralph Fiennes. I was like, oh, this must be some really posh, royal, toity hoity kind of a movie. The sequel and to then... the King's Speech. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, that's where I was going. <laughs> but um, I don't know who asked for this, but that's what you were saying. But uh, I'm still. It, it looks better than the second one. The second one was awful. The second one is terrible. Like it can't be worse than the second one. But again, I just I think people don't care about this like franchise it. anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in 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 simple terms, people don't like this. Yeah, that's true. I just want to quick quickly get get, get touch on it because it seems like they're trying to re-energize this uh, Picard pun uh, with you know by going back in time and giving it an origin 
which is interesting. Which is admirable, so like, I guess, that they haven't yeah. just sold the franchise, just gone, we, we made an attempt, didn't work, shelve it with kick-ass. Well, they, they, they both made about $400 million each, so they actually, the movies themselves were pretty successful. So there, there was enough motivation there to be like, I will give it one more crack and see if we can, but it's probably going to make only about the same, if not less, I'd say, because it's tired. Unless it's phenomenal, but it won't be phenomenal. We know it, it definitely will not be phenomenal. And again, it mm. just doesn't have. I don't think the Kingsman stuff and like the, the 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 shop and the window. I just don't think it has as much brand recognition as they might hope it does. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what they struggled with before, mm. and they thought it was bigger than it wasn't. It's like the does new James Bond, and people are like, "Is it though?" There's Mission Impossible. That's definitely the new James Bond. Now hang that's your heads in shame. <laughs> did you do anything god yeah, they dropped the ball there but anyway enough, enough of that shite let's go to the MCU let's what, 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 do it what uh, which little nugget do you want to start off with I want to start off with the fact that I'm also going to bring we haven't talked about Spider-Man Far From Home yet really but I just want to throw in here we called the story from Spider-Man Far From Home on a podcast before it was released and the day before this announcement from San Diego Comic Con went live we were talking on a podcast about Tor 4 and how mm. they're going to be maybe be a female Tor. I said it might be Valkyrie because that made sense to me. But look, we got it half right because Tor 4 or Tor, geez, that's that's a lot of Tor 4s. But uh, <laughs> Tor, Love and Thunder is going to yep. star the first female Tor. And it's, like you said uh, last episode, it's Taiko Wikiki, Watiti, whatever, directing again. Well, that sentence killed me. That sentence took it out of me, man. Sorry <laughs> to take over. Please, please. I'm gonna. I gotta. Yeah, I gotta lie so down. the big, the big scandal is you did. You did say last time you were thinking, and we were thinking it would be Valkyrie because obviously she inherited the mantle of kind of looking after Asgard. So mate, that that I was felt nearly heavy handed that like, oh, she's could easily be the next one since he's run off with Guardians of the Galaxy. He, like, what's he doing? He's he might be these stereotypical tour but natalie portman has gotten it so jane foster is going to be tour which obviously you pointed out to me is a very famous storyline from the comics this is interesting to me because jason aaron's comics to be exact i i didn't get the impression that natalie ended her tenure with him the mcu on good terms and it's like they had to offer her the franchise to get her back like what's happening here I mean she didn't even look like she enjoyed walking onto stage and holding the hammer and like taiko was like lapping it up and loving it and Natalie Portman's kind of like yeah remember I did Star Wars all those years ago (laughs) (laughs) I hate sand just replaying that Um, in her head like is this am I back here again because what's fascinating is for Endgame she wasn't she's the only one that didn't come back you know like she featured but they didn't actually get her back that was old footage from Thor 2 that they used for her bits in Endgame Um, so I thought it was uh, interesting that like even then for Endgame they couldn't get her back there was just obviously something a bit sour but there but why would she know, come that... back for this and not Endgame I t- listen I don't know I don't know I think I, I, I think originally I was hoping it would be Valkyrie because she just seems to be more fun in this latest version and like you know Jane wasn't that interesting and I think um, she's earned it yeah it was more that she'd earned it but I guess we have to see what's going to happen because I, I have a funny feeling there'll still be a, a twist or two to go oh but Jesus I bet there will be and Valkyrie's been confirmed as in in the as a an LGBTQ character actually as well. Yes, um, she has indeed. So that's a, a sort of another step forward, I guess, in the right direction. You could say because 
that it's weird how they try and acknowledge um those minorities by giving like characters random characters uh that, that like screen time and then after the fact saying oh by the way yeah that like this this guy was gay or something like that so the director of endgame one of them was it anthony russo uh he appears as an actor in endgame and then it turns out like that that was a gay character but that wasn't enough <laughs> as it turned out because it wasn't a superhero so i guess this is another step in the right direction that at least is it's an actual super person who is representing as opposed to just being a random guy yeah exactly yeah exactly it's not you know like, in a in a ptsd group with yeah Kat. it's not it's, shoved off into the corner to, to yeah. like keep people happy as in like there's your character it's like no no it's it's a character at the forefront mm. who people love and people want to follow and that's i think <laughs> i was nervous there buddy i i was on thin eyes i never even <laughs> I, I was like oh, i think i need to i think i might need to come in here and uh, rescue you the did. situation before it gets out of control i ah, know we got there we got there for a second i was like well the podcast's done <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's actually a good point that you make because yeah that character in avengers endgame was almost strangely placed that the fact that it's, it's almost the only character that isn't the superhero in that film, you know? It's, it's... <laughs> that, that gets that amount of dialogue. Yeah, so it definitely was strange. Um, I love the, the font for uh, Thor Love and Thunder. It looks like an old, oh, it's, like an, an 80s hair it's metal, hair metal uh, album cover. It's, uh, they're, 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 they, they, they hit it, they struck a chord with Ragnarok. They're like, we just need to double down on this cartoony, 80s, punky, rocky, just embrace it all, which is great. Cause... Double down away is what I say. Oh my god! Like this universe is getting wackier and wackier, and probably all the better for it because you know they played it safe for ten years with pretty you know formulaic you know story paths in terms of how everything played out up until Endgame and when it went got nuts. But given what that has introduced, this is all the better for us. Like this, this interesting kind of crazy carnival stuff. Does that make sense? It does indeed. And speaking of that weird kind of crazy carnival off the wall stuff. Another thing oh, yes. they announced is the Eternals. Now, oh my god, this is so strange that the Eternals. <laughs> it's... But it's so strange that the it, the Eternals get into the MCU before the X Men. That is crazy in my imagination. Like, because the Eternals were, I mean, even growing up as a kid and reading comics again, because the X Men were the biggest things around. It's like the Eternals were a. Uh, they might show up once every 20 episodes, 20 issues or something in the background and they just never made an impact. And now it's like Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek playing them. You're like, I, I, what is crazy. happening? Crazy. It's crazy. I I would never have expected them to get that cast. Not in a million she rumored, years. Because she was attached to it for a while, I thought, there's no way they're going to get Angelina Jolie. And so it's what a cast. And how cleverly they brought out Salma Hayek before bringing out Angelina Jolie. So everyone's like, oh, that's their big actress. Oh, Jesus, it's Tom Hayek. Oh, Jesus, it's Angelina Jolie. What's happening? And it's a very diverse cast, which I think people are happy with as well. You know, the, the Marvel is starting to learn, it seems, because oh, there's some great actors in there. Let's see, we got Richard Madden um, of Game of Thrones and Bodyguard fame. We got Kamala Nanjiani from Silicon Valley. He's fantastic. He's really funny. Um, is Richard Madden the main guy from Bodyguard? Shut the front door. I did. Wow. Great actor. Yeah. Okay. But tell, so it's, what are the Eternals? What are they? Are they just like these super beings? What is? The, what as is, far as they? I know, they're like as old as the cosmos and things like this. They're very much the the 
kind of Jack Kirby-esque crazy sci-fi space Marvel Universe versions. Uh, I'm, I'm mm. going to be honest with you here, I don't have a huge amount of experience with them. I know there is a series that's going to come back again in fashion called The Eternals, and it's by um, Neil Gaiman, as far as I'm aware. I think it's only... What? T- yeah, it's te- what else has he done? Comic-wise? That name you definitely know Neil Gaiman. He's, I do he's know. super famous. Uh, Sandman, he did. Yes. There you go. But he's yeah. done lots and lots of books and stuff as well. But um, that's probably what they're most famous for. And that kind of brought them back and rejuvenated them. And I, I, I would say that some of the series would be based on that. But other than that, I don't know a huge amount about them. I don't, like, they never, they're like the Guardians of the Galaxy. They never made it to the prominence of any marvel event or any marvel universe stuff so again it's very strange that they're uh that they beat the x-men yeah, yeah. presumably though it's because they like they've been like think about how many years back they've been planning to like you know get this all into play like this the eternal's going to come out in november of next year like when they made that decision like fox very much still owned all of the x-men stuff and were planning like other movies and things like that so it's, it's probably just got to do with the fact that they only just got their hands on x-men and it's going to take a while for them to figure out how they're going to stick them in and because it's such a famous property they probably didn't want to do it right maybe trip feed some characters in first i don't know whether they want to go full-blown x-men right off the bat and um, i think i think they're probably handling this pretty well oh my god yeah you just you just reminded me of something that's currently people are discussing on twitter and i think we should not this episode for sure but we should devote a sizable portion of maybe next episode to discussing do you think the x-men should start out in an x-men film or get solo films and lead up to it like the Avengers did. Oh, I would prefer they did it the reverse. I would prefer that maybe they get an X Men movie. We get some 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 of the core guys together, and then some of them. Some I think there's some interesting ones. Once they've established them, then we get maybe solo, solo movies. Yes, that's exactly what I said because it's they're called X Men because they're a team, you know. But they're also a family. Mm. I think if you remove that dynamic and introduce them separately, you hurt it a little. But anyway, look, we can talk about that next time. We'll get back on this. I, I, I just quickly added that I firmly believe one of the most interesting superheroes you could do is Bobby Iceman. I think he like the fun you could have with that would be ridiculous. Like as a solo X Men movie, an Omega oh. level mutant, which is one of yeah. the most powerful. If he can, tri- if he can hone his powers properly, he could probably be the most powerful mutant there is. No, Great story geez. by a guy called Rick Remender, where uh, Iceman is from a different universe as evil, and he can create these giant ice statues of himself, and he's essentially unstoppable. Very good. See, I'm telling you the potential. Oh my god! Kind of, just, I suppose, bustling along through these pretty quickly. The one I am definitely most looking forward to, and I think you probably are too. Uh, Loki. Oh, is that what you're most looking forward to? That is not what I was going ah. to say. I I, I I don't know it's either that or Falcon and Winter Soldier Falcon and Winter Soldier that's 100% what I'm most looking forward to Um, yeah that one's going to be interesting so Loki and Falcon and Winter Soldier two separate shows it's not Falcon and the, it's the Falcon and Loki and Winter Soldier that would be that would be a long <laughs> yeah Jesus Um, but they're they're for Disney Plus they're, they're limited sort of TV shows I'm very interested to see what they do with these and I love the idea of it along with WandaVision ridiculous but I would still watch it I, that has to be a prequel I mean Wanda is also Scarlet Witch is also going to be in the new Doctor Strange film yes very interesting so stuff she's going to we're along with Rachel Weisz oh my god they, there isn't a, an A-list actor in the sun who isn't at least connected there, to this there really this is not but um, I, I don't know just some of this, to, to talk about the TV series really quickly I guess uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon I am I am so on board with that give me a street level uh, kind of government spy-esque thing with Captain America, well, Falcon is Captain America, and Winter Soldier, 
oh, you have you I've you've me sold. You can like you know explore Bucky's backstory and explore uh, Sam Wilson coming to terms with wielding the shield of Captain America. That is, that's got me all over. Oh Jesus Christ! I forgot actually. Sorry. Good God, Rob. Good God. Hello. Hello. I forgot about Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh, we don't worry. We're, we'll get to him in a sec. We we didn't forget about Hawkeye. Like he's that's gonna be great, but. You actually call that, so we're going to get to that one in a second. I one one thing I do want to add a little wrinkle to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier stuff is: did did you watch any of the stage reveals with the actors? Because yes, I did, but I didn't. There see was their a one. very interesting moment where obviously, you know, Bucky walks on, and then Falcon, like um, Sam Wilson walks. Well, that's not his name. Anthony Mackie walks on with the shield, and then he hands it to Sebastian Stan as like a little indicator of like. And I think we kind of probably could have called this that because we so at the end of Endgame, obviously he gives Sam the shield. But you and I had said before we watched Endgame that we feel like this show was going to be about how they both decide who is the one that is worthy enough to earn the shield. Yeah, and I think that's actually still what it's going to be now. I I do, I do as well, and of course, um, which would make perfect sense. Which would make perfect sense. And uh, Baron von Strucker, von Strucker is back, who was of course the the villain in Civil War. He's a great actor, Daniel Brühl. Oh no, Baron Instructor, sorry, he's the tall... Oh no, sorry, German sorry, guy. sorry. No, it is, you're right, it is. Uh, Baron Zemo, yes. It, it's, it's Zemo, Baron Zemo is back. Yeah, lots of Barons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are Baron of Laughs. Nice. Let's, let's, have, let's, let's continue here. Uh, yeah, no, I think th- this one is definitely interesting to me the most because anything to kind of even just see the shield again would just get me going. True. Um, but uh, I got... This is going to be epic levels of TV. Like, this is going to be MCU and Disney... Put pumping out like this, this is going to look as good as one of the movies. But in a TV, I, I honestly can't believe this is happening. It will it will make me consider signing up for that Disney Plus service, mm. which I never thought would happen. Because like think of the variety of stuff we're getting. You've got Falcon Winter Soldier, um, Loki, which we know is going to be hilarious because he's taking the test track and he's just hopping about the place, having a laugh. And of course, was the Rick and Morty showrunner. Yeah. Ex- oh my god. And then uh, Hawkeye, um, he's training. Is it, what's Bishop Kate, Kate Bishop? Bishop. So he's training her. So it's gonna be kind of be more like a like a, a sort of father daughter kind of scenario, kind of coming of age. It's just going know? to be. It's just going to follow. If I was, if if they have any sense, it's just going to follow the Matt Fraction comic. And now I say this because the logo they used for the Hawkeye is the logo from that comic. Oh right, I didn't. I didn't get that 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 that, that reference. And that comic is so good. It is so wonderful and so different than. 99% of other Marvel comics out there I really really hope they follow it and I mean Jeremy Renner read, must read those comics and go to himself this I finally get to sink my teeth into Hawkeye as a character because mm. it's all about just Hawkeye and how crap his life is and how stupid his decisions are and the kind of mis- series of <laughs> misfortunes he gets himself into and how all the other Avengers are much better than he is because he's got no powers or anything it, they're brilliant you've always sold me on Hawkeye in the comics because He's also, like, there's that version of him, but then, like, in things like Age of Ultron in the comics, which I have read, actually, I forgot I read that one, he's a badass. Oh, he's, he's just going just around sniping people with, a, it's so good. And they kind of hinted at that potential later on in these, in this, I think he was a bit kooky and daft, and, like, they made fun of him up in the first couple of Avengers movies, but by the time we get to Endgame, he's just rinsing people. They're almost scared of him at one point, the way they're talking about him. Yeah, it's cool, which I... I prefer that version, I think. Me too. Um, where, he's, me too. He's, where he's menacing. Like, he's like a ghost. He's, he's too stealthy for them. And then, back to film front, 
we have mm-hmm. and this is I want this is where I kind of wanted to bring in Spider-Man because I had a conversation on this very podcast with you before Rob when I said oh, what was that about Russ how clever it was that Marvel had utilized the the into the Spider-Verse kind of use of the multiverse and had brought that in by having Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio just mention the multiverse offhanded and having people go along with it but Marvel did that clever thing where again they pulled a double twist where spoilers in Spider-Man Far From Home the multiverse was just made up by Jake Gyllenhaal yeah and then yeah. what do they do announce Doctor Strange the multiverse of madness it's just crazy it is madness <laughs> <laughs> but the double switch it's such it's such Marvel it's clever it's very very clever yeah I don't know anything about what that's going to be but the 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 first taste of Doctor Strange we got, obviously he's learning in the first one. So, you know, it's it's relatively restrained and then every now and again there's a there's an absolutely bonkers bit, but there's some you know, there's some clever sequences in it. But then we see what he's capable of by the time we get to like Endgame and like or Infinity War in particular. This movie's gonna be bonkers. I reckon the chains have been taken away and they're just gonna go for it. That's what I think. Good. People loved what he was like in Infinity War and Endgame, which was really kind of over the top brash brash multiple versions not taking any shit so and I'm, i hope they do that because he's that character i like that character literally takes no shit mm. yeah no I, I i don't really know much about dr strange at all but um enjoyed that standalone movie benedict is obviously great um, and he's been he's even better now now that we've got to see him kind of a bit more fleshed out through the like he's in limited amounts of scenes in the these avengers movies but there's enough there that would make you look forward to seeing what he does next now with this one, I think. I, I reckon he got a good portion, considering he was just in one film before, two films technically, before this. Um, so he definitely, I think he's he's come into the role quite quite well. I am looking forward to the sequel. But what are you looking forward to about Black Widow? Uh, what am I looking forward to is, we talked about this before, we want Bucky in that one as well. We want to find out the story of what happened when they were in Romania or something and he, he shot her through and killed a scientist that she was protecting and you know the, he was on the hunt of her so you, you, you want to know how they met in the past back in the 90s and you want it to be this old school spy thriller gritty definitely not for kids I want it, I want it to be grim and just tough and three days of the condor stuff that's what I want from this Blackwater movie they are missing a trick if they don't do exactly what you just said um, and the potential's there because I, I, it's interesting. Let me see. I've got a couple of notes here. Uh, Hopper, so David Arbor from uh, Stranger Things is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, so he's, who's he? He's Alexi. He's a, some sort of Soviet Union guy. So like, is this is this going to be her like battling through Russia? Like, is it, I'd like it to be her still as an established spy. I don't want this to be an origin. I'd like it to be, literally this to be a case of the movie is like, it's like this cold open and she bursts through a window and she's in the middle of a mission and she's, you know, she's using all her spy tech, but it's a little bit more clunky because it's back in the 90s. And, you know, it's, it's just her her improvisation and her grit kind of just get her by, almost kind of Bond style, but with Ethan Hunt gadgets kind of thing. You know, you want it, you want it in that zone. You yeah, don't I, I don't want it to go back. to be a spy in Russia. Yeah, I don't want it to go back to the very, very start and how she came about and where she came. That's too far back for me. I, I don't want to see that. I want to see her mm. in her the prime of her spiliness, one might say. Indeed, when she's essentially a villain. Yeah, exactly. When she's essentially a villain, yes. No, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> People better take that and use that as a thing in reviews. I'm, 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 I'm copywriting <laughs> that right here. You heard it here first. Oh everyone. my god, that's very good. That's very good. What else we got? What else we got in the docs? We have, which I'm very intrigued about. 
the new Blade, which I did not see coming in any way, shape, or form. And obviously nobody did because they revealed it just at the very end of like the whole, it was like a 90 minute sort of press conference. And he, Mahershala Ali, who's playing him, great casting. Fantastic casting. And I think it's going to get Marvel a lot of, a lot of goodwill for that casting as well. Also, I understood that reference. Gay, hey, do you now? Uh, this is a guess, but I honestly don't know who else could say this. Some motherfucker always got to try skate uphill. Is that Wesley Snipes in Blade? It certainly is, Rob. Well done. Do you know who he's yes! saying it to or who he's saying it about? I don't know. It's the, the, the main know. villain, Deacon Frost. Ah, uh, okay. At the very end of the film, he says, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Yeah, I, initially when you said that, I assumed it was Sam Jackson. And when I realized at one point I said to myself, I didn't get a reference. And I was like, oh my God, we've got to play this game, don't we? <laughs> I have to do this thing that we say we will do every week. Yeah. <laughs> well done, uh, by the way. Wait. Well done. You got it. Thank you. You, you were. Yeah, this, this, I, this is getting. We're going to have to like come back at about episode twenty and review where we are and see how we're doing. You're still in the mm. lead. I think by about one or maybe one I and think, a half. I think maybe by one. We were both not scoring anything at the start, and now I think we're pretty much. We've got a couple now in the bank over the last few episodes. Yeah, we got it. We got to go back to being really tough. Uh, there was another one mm. I was going to use, but I'll, I'll I'll save it for the bank another time. Okay, but yeah, you must be looking forward to this one though, because like I, like this came out of left field for me. My God, this came Blade. out of nowhere, absolutely nowhere. But to think about now, the fact that now vampires are going to exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is good because again, it just opens the door for, as Kevin Feige put it mutants mm. and the fantastic four and stuff. and again look if they don't use phase four as the fantastic four i mean the logo is the same i, I reckon <laughs> my, my prediction fantastic four will be the last film of phase four and it'll be that logo. have you heard have you heard about some of the the rumored casting if they were to do an, an mcu fantastic four jo- uh, john quickly. krasinski and yes Hunt, i would freaking love it Oh, I that I that's great. I would that's that, him in particular as um, Jonathan Stretch. I think would be fantastic. Oh, but I think and Jonathan Stretch is that. What t- <laughs> <laughs> that took me way too long to get there. <laughs> um, they're also talking of Zac Efron as the Human Torch, which is actually is not actually bad. not bad at all. Maybe a little um, bit getting a little bit old. Oh my maybe. god! Do you know who needs to play the Human Torch? Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. Calder. Marvel. Sign him up. You might, you might, have, you might have got that guy a, a serious gig there. That, that would be great, though. It, it would be good. Yeah, no, that would be interesting. If they, if they brought that in, I think Krasinski would do a great job. But yeah, we got... Oh, we, well, I, I, don't, I don't know when we're going to hear about Blade... Or not Blade, about the Fantastic Four or the X-Men, but sure, they, all they said was that they will exist in the MCU... They just don't have any plans for them yet. I mean, nothing concrete. People online are like, they reveal the films. They reveal like, well, they just said that they have them. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, which we knew. Yeah, which that's not a surprise. Rob, there's one other film, but I mean, like, I think we're running up to that hour mark. So should we just? We're at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall we, we gotta just do this quickly. The, the last film is Shang Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. They're gonna I bring no Marion ba- Bandar back into it. He's 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 a guy, martial artist guy. He's like Iron Fist, similar. Ugh, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about that either. He was in a Secret <laughs> Avengers run. Uh, so yeah, shall we just... Uh, do you have any closing statements to say on us before we end the show? Just because I mentioned up top and they released a full trailer for The Witch with Henry Cavill. 
do you know what? I people were worried when they first saw the the, the costume test from like way back, like over a year ago. This actually looks very good, or at least it looks kind of coarse and gritty. And this obviously is not MCU for those of you, for those of you who maybe are wondering. I know it's not MCU, but interesting to see how this plays out. Definitely gonna watch it because um, I like that kind of medieval kind of high fantasy style. But um, oh, it's it's definitely going for the Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones crowd. Yeah, which is no bad thing. Which is, and I think makes sense. he looks incredible. He looks, he's got the build and the stature for the, for that character, actually. So that's that's great. That's I find it interesting going. in the trailer, though, that it says based on the you know best-selling book or whatever. Look, it is based on the best-selling book, but it's interesting that they left the video game out considering the heights of popularity that the video game has reached. I have a theory about that. So the, the guy who wrote the books famously hates the games. Thinks they're daft. Oh, okay. So maybe he's helping them with story points on the show so it doesn't like it to be associated in any way with the games. I also heard that the game is not influencing this whatsoever. It's all based in the books. Okay. Although yeah. maybe that he you could see what Gerald looked like before, but he does look exactly like he does in the video game. He does. So like maybe subconsciously they're appealing to the video game fans by making it look like the video game, but the story is all built around what this what the books did. I mean, realistically, the short runners are going to be like, we need to catch all these guys. They're not. They're yeah, not thinking exactly. just get the book guys. They're like, look tell him he will but we're getting them all like yeah but i i think with the, with the video game fans they probably just get them anyway they don't nec- they don't need to name drop that it's from a game yeah like the, the, those players will just be like i'm gonna watch this anyway because i love the game because it was too it was good agreed agreed looks good mm. looks good i think we need to see a bit more because the trailer is very sparse and very scatty scatty and teaser-esque so you know probably need to see a bit more but i reckon there are they to have yeah but they've put in put in it seems they put in enough effort and enough commitment that they're expected and wanted to be good. Hundred mm, percent. Well, I think I think we did it. We got through. There's that's a lot of news. That there's was a lot of, of news. On. That was a lot of news. So I'm all that's left now is to play, of course, next week's. Do you know what? I, at the start, I say Ross fact, Rob fact, and at the end, I say Rob fact, Ross fact. Just so you know, every week. Oh, I, I. I, when I said it, it's just blah 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 blah. That's, that's me, basically. To what's... be fair, that's also what I sound like. Right, Rob, <laughs> do you want me to go first this time? Yeah, off you go. Okay, so the famous firehouse, obviously made famous by Ghostbusters, is also used in the Kurt Russell film Escape from L.A., as well as the Jim Carrey movie Ace Ventura. <gasps> okay. And the Rob fact this week, the character Zorro is actually based on William Lamport, a Wexford man. I tried to there say that in an Irish accent, but then I'm like, Ross, you are Irish. <laughs> Everything you say is in <laughs> an Irish accent. <laughs> Very good. So, um, well, look, Ross, we did it. We got through episode 14. We got a Comic-Con coverage done in there. That was an awful lot of stuff that we fired through in an hour. I'm actually very impressed. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks so much for all your feedback on Twitter lately. There's been some great stuff. You can find us online on all the major platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, mm. Podtail, mm. my personal favorite. <laughs> they got a jingle now. Oh, Podtail got a jingle. some serious cash. Well, I told you last time, it is my company, so they better, they better get a jingle. <laughs> Yeah, we got the website as well, of course, and we're on, did you say Spotify? I iTunes. 
we got yeah we're all, we're all the good ones anywhere where you like to listen to a podcast we're probably on it at this point we're on twitter um, as well uh, at it's cap understands you can follow us there go to the website again capunderstands.com just thanks everybody for for jumping on board keep it up any suggestions mm. anything you you want to get involved with throw us an old shout mm. give us an old shout give us an old tweet give us an email at the lads at capunderstands.com you can do that as well even send us a letter we don't have an address but just send one anyway send it to uh, 123 fake street at, hey that's, that's my actual address Jesus Christ why'd you say that <laughs> <Just> say, <laughs> that's your house isn't it it sure is Rob all that's left to say is that I've been Ross and I've been Rob and this has been I understood that reference thanks ever so much for listening have a great day bada bing bada boom energize Ha, 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 ha.